got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, d David Garofalo. Well, who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stone. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. It's in the hole. Light them up, light them up, light them up. Broadcasting live Saturday, March 4th, 2017. Live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studio. Today. It's my birthday, and you're all invited to the party. If you can get here before the live show ends, just make sure you bring me a gift. The boys are on their way back from Cuba, and we will take a look at some of the different cigar festivals, um, an interview with Big Poppy, and we'll speak with Lily Marante from Miami Cigar and Company, as well as discuss the art of pairing your cigars with libations. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. And now on Facebook Live. And I guess we'll address the uh, white whale in the room. Uh, YouTube Live doesn't seem to want to load this morning. Uh, So we're available on Facebook Live. And for those of you watching on Facebook Live, we'll have a YouTube video up after the show. Uh, But for now, um, we're going to light up a cigar. Um, We're going to light up the Nesta Miranda collection, uh, Habano. And since Willie Morante from Miami Cigar and Company is here, Willie, why don't you tell us about the cigar? This is actually one of my personal favorite cigars off the Nesta Miranda collection. For those that aren't familiar with the Nesta Miranda collection, it used to be the old special selection that used to come in a wooden box. In 2014, we celebrated the, the 25th anniversary of the company, and we rebranded it into the Nesta Miranda collection. The Habano that we will be smoking today, one of my personal favorites, as I already repeated, has a Brazilian, Dominican, and Nicaraguan fillers, Nicaraguan binder, and a delicious Nicaragua Habano wrapper. Barry, it is your birthday. Yes, sir. So go ahead and take a cut, light that up. I know you've had plenty of opportunities to smoke this. Well, it's time to cut out cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the, F- the federal S-chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You did it again. I did it again. Oh, my God. I jinxed you. can blame me. You jinxed me. No? I did. I did. But it's my birthday. I'm allowed to change it up a little bit if I want to. There you go. No, you can't. Derek, what are we lighting up the cigar? So, uh, with? the lighter that we are using today is the Lotus Mercury. It is a very cool-looking double-jet lighter from Lotus. It has a huge tank along with a big adjustment wheel at the bottom, along with a pop-out punch cutter. Now, the cool thing about this lighter is that when you do press the ignition switch, which is at the top, a lid flips open, and you have two jets that come inward at an angle towards each other to give you a concentrated flame to make sure you light your cigar properly every time. Hmm. And these retail for twenty nine ninety nine. 
This feels like a hundred dollar lighter. It looks like one too. Yeah. You might be short one at the end of the show. <laughs> Can't take the kid out of Hialeah, that's for sure. Just being honest. So Hi- Hialeah, that is part of Miami? Yeah, it's a little corner. Nobody knows that's there. Okay. It's about 15 minutes away from my international airport. Did you have that hat made? No, 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 no. Someone else did that and yes. they sell them? Yes, support local talent. So how do you, I got to ask, how, do you, how, how far back do you and Barry go? I don't know if I like that question. <laughs> um, I knew Barry when I used to work in retail. Barry was working for Mammy Cigar at the time. So he would pop in during lunchtime. Extended lunch hours at the retail shop. But we shop. technically didn't start getting along until after he left the company and moved up here. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice, yeah, of course. You can only take me in small doses. So, so I feel for you guys. So w- one of the questions I get asked all the time is, what would you br- uh, pair a cigar with? And the pairing of cigars really has a lot to do with the type of cigar that you're going to smoke. And there's really no correct answer. I mean, you order a salad. Most of the time, the components are the same, lettuce, tomatoes. Personally, I like oil and vinegar. Derek, you know, he might like creamy Italian. doesn't make his choice wrong and my choice right. (laughs) Uh, But there are some steps that you could take to properly pair a cigar. And today we are smoking the Nesta Miranda Collection Habano. And I've taken the liberty of pouring some rum for everybody here. And uh, you'll notice that if you take a little sip of the rum, after you take a sip of the cigar, it will change how the cigar tastes. So, gentlemen, I don't know if you want to partake or not. Well, it is your birthday. But right now, the cigar is its a little earthy. It's a little bit woody. But when you take the rum, it's going to change up the cigar dramatically. Okay. This is a good-looking cigar, too. Nice uh, little bit of oily sheen on the wrapper here. And I like the, the light green color of the band. Yeah. My favorite color is green, so this just kind of stands out for me. It has nice, very smooth flavor, great woody and spicy aroma. It's that Habano. That Habano is a nice-tasting wrapper. Check it out, Jonathan. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. So with the addition of rum, it turns the cigar a little bit sweeter. And I don't know if anybody's partaken in that to see if there is a change. Um, I know, Chuck, you have a little bit of Ron Zaffer rum, which we're pairing it us up with. Um, Derek as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're, you're saying to first take a sip and then a puff? Do the puff first and puff then first. the sip. And then later on we'll switch it. We'll do the sip first yeah. and then the puff. Because it'll change the front end versus the back end, depending on the order that you do the process. That's nice. That's a good rum, too. It is. It was actually a gift from Rene Castaneda, who also used to work for Miami Cigar and Company. Um, and he sent up a bottle for my birthday, which was much appreciated. Uh, Willie Morante brought me back a uh, 10-year box from Pro Cigar, featuring some of the best of the best from the Dominican Republic. And... Uh, so this time I'm going to invite you gentlemen to do the reverse. I'm going to tell you, let's take a sip of the rum first. Okay. And then take a pull on the cigar. Okay. Everything involves rum. <laughs> rum is good. Willie, you're not partaking. I do not dabble, especially I have to drive. Yeah. Smart. 
Yeah, Willie's got about four hours of driving today. He's got to go about an hour north and then about two hours south. Yeah. And then after that event, he has another hour drive to his next location for the following day. So i got to get this straight. So, Willie, you, your headquarters, you work primarily out of Miami, out of yes, Florida. Yes, sir. But you cover New England. North, yeah, the New England Territory. I'm a lucky guy. How did that happen? Who needs 80 degrees weather and sunshine when you can be up here in 15 degrees and snow? Exactly. Right. With the likes of Barry, you know? So you volunteered for that. You're like, Absolutely. give me New England. Give me New England. I want it. Yeah. But I like the area. It's great people, great stores. Yeah. Outside of football, it's a great place to be. <laughs> so you're probably a Dolphins fan. Yes. Yeah. And we won't, Barry, trust me, we won't go heavy on sports today, although we do <laughs> have an interview coming up later in the second hour with uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Now, are you a uh, Sox fan at all or... I root for the I root for the Red Sox. I mean, I'm more of a Miami everything fan. Yeah. So yeah. Marlins, but up here it's it's fun to root for the Red Sox because I don't like the Yankees. Yeah, baby. There he goes. Yes, yes. He's gaining points, Barry. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll let it slide. But at just, this point, I you know, 2003. You know, he can't beat my team in the World Series, so that's all that matters. Wow. Whoa. Wow. So let's Ooh. move back to the parody. <laughs> <laughs> So the rule of thumb is that when you're going to pair a cigar with a liquor, you want to find a liquor that matches the strength of the cigar. If either one overpowers the other, you're not getting the combination that's meant to be enjoyed together. Okay. So if you like a full-bodied cigar, such as Flor de Lorraine from United Cigar or the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged Maduro, a good pairing would be a bourbon or even a peaty scotch. And some beers like Guinness work. And uh, I don't personally like beer. It makes me feel fat. And uh, even wine works here like a deep red Malbec. And I know, Chuck, that you're a, uh, you're a, um, a boutique beer drinker. Sure. Um, craft beer. Craft yeah. beer. Absolutely. And uh, what are some of the stronger bear beers out there that would compare maybe with Guinness for you know, the people who like the, the, uh, those type of beers? Yeah. Well, great question, Barry. And, and I'll say this. First off, I think Guinness kind of has a um, – um, a bad rap as far as being a heavy beer. Guinness actually has less calories than 90% of the beers in the market. At the end of the day, it's really not a heavy beer. I think it's appearance, the color, the darkness is what kind of gives it that persona of being a quote-unquote heavy beer. But for me specifically, I kind of consider it a lighter beer actually, not only because of the calorie count but also the flavor. Now, when we talk about, for lack of a better way to put it, Barry, uh, a heavier-bodied beer, um, I think – Probably at the top of that list are IPAs or double IPAs. They have, um, obviously, a higher alcohol percentage. Um, they're very hoppy in nature, very full-flavored. Um, and you made a great point, Barrett, because when, when, dr- when I'm drinking craft beers with cigars, I do sometimes find, especially with IPAs, that they are so powerful, overpowering, it's difficult to pair right. with cigars. And I'm more of a medium guy, okay. you know, like probably straight right in the middle medium. Is where my, um, you know. Right. Now, if you were smoking a medium-bodied cigar like a Byron from United Cigar or the Nesta Miranda Habano, which was spoken right now, yeah. a Speyside Scotch such as Glenlivet or McAllen would work really well. But for me, my personal favorite with a medium-bodied cigar, yeah. specifically the Nesta Miranda Collection Habano, would be rum. And usually I'll go Ron Zacapa or I'll go Ron Zaffer, sometimes Zaya. Yeah. Um, what would you say is a good medium-strength beer? Great question. So I would say, Derek, you're, you're a craft guy as well. So, so Yeah, I, I used to work in the industry, uh, as you guys probably know by now. And, uh, I'd do now. Say, yeah, now you do, <laughs> yeah. So um, for, for a medium-bodied cigar, I would probably go with something like a, a wit beer or yeah. a white yeah. or wheat. Uh, you know, 
to bring it down simply uh, like a blue moon mm. or something like that that has a little bit of viscosity to pair with the medium bodiedness of the cigar. Even um, like a cream ale might be nice. Yeah, too. you could yeah. even do that. That's yeah. that's a nice medium bodied drink as well. Yeah, my I, typically when I'm pairing a cigar with a beer, I like to go heavy in both terms uh, of what I'm doing. So I'll pick out a full bodied cigar and I'll go for a very full bodied beer. And uh, I know we were just talking about Guinness. Now, Guinness, for me, I was never really a fan of it because it just tastes so light. Yeah. Um, and it, it does have a very uh, not – it just doesn't have that mouthfeel. It sits light on the palate. Right. I would go more towards a coffee porter or a coffee stout, yeah. uh, which has that real thick, heavy, creamy type of uh, body to it to go with that heavy, so- uh, heavy cigar. Yeah. So what would you pair with you, – you said like a Blue Moon or something with this – specifically this, this Miranda right here? For this one, I yeah. would go uh, – yeah, probably something like a Blue Moon or a medium-bodied IPA, like a Session IPA or yeah. something with low alcohol. Yeah, like a Founders or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep, a Session Hill, definitely. Now, if you like a milder cigar like the Hammer & Sickle Trademark, uh, which was a cigar of the year a few years ago, or the Garofalo Connecticut, you could pair it something along the lines of Brandy or a milder beer along the lines of Corona or even Presidente. It also works well with a younger red or white wine. So mm. going back to um, some of the craft beers, yeah. what's a lighter beer that would pair well in your eyes with a lighter cigar? That's a great question. Another one, Barry. Um, so for me personally, and I, I'm really not a lighter beer drinker. When I think of light beers, I think of like Miller Lite or mm. Bud Light or you know something along those lines. But for a lighter beer in the craft category, I would say probably a Pilsner, um, you know, Something, I don't know, as, as Derek said, something that's light on the, on the palate in the mouth um, because you don't want to. Hefeweizens, the whole Yeah, garden. there we go, actually. Yeah, Hefeweizens would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. And let me, ask, mm-hmm. let me just throw this out for you guys because uh, I'm drinking a coffee simultaneously as well. Okay. Does coffee just pair well with anything? Every, with everything. everything. I mean, Although on a, everything. on a stronger cigar, I would want my coffee black. Okay. You know, and, and a Cuban coffee is really, really sweet. Mm. I mean, there's like five or six teaspoons of sugar in every little cup of Cuban coffee. So that would pair well with a medium-bodied cigar because a rum is sweet. Yeah. So like a Cuban coffee with a medium cigar, a black coffee with a full-bodied cigar, or, if, you know, if you want a little bit of coffee with your milk and sugar, uh, that would pair well with a lighter cigar. Uh, but the, as a general rule, the one thing that does not match well is white liquors. Stuff like gin and vodka generally Oof. do not pair well with cigars because they overpower the cigar. However, they can work in a mix, kind of like a Moscow Mule, which is vodka, preferably hammer and sickle vodka, with ginger beer. And that would really work really well with the hammer and sickle trademark, there you go. which was the cigar at my wedding, and it was the featured drink at my wedding as well. That's right. I hate gin. I cannot drink gin. I tried it once. My grandmother likes Tom Collins's, mm. and I tried it. It tasted like a freaking pine tree, <laughs> and it just, ugh, oh, my God, just thinking about it. Ugh, no, thank you. Now, do you have a personal favorite pairing, like a cigar that you will smoke and pair? I do. All the time? Yeah. What is it? For sure. So, um, and, it, and it's an expensive pair, okay? It's definitely an expensive pair. Um, so, it's Padron. Probably the 26th anniversary, Barry, mm. pairs excellent with a Johnny Walker Blue. Ooh. Excellent. 
I yeah, mean, you look at it twenty dollars for the cigar and thirty five dollars for the pour if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. Some places, you know, another fifteen dollars on right. top of like that. Like I said, it's 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 an expensive party. It's an expensive pairing. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's a marriage. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. No, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> well, no. you probably know this about Barry. He's the only human being on the planet that doesn't like peanut butter and chocolate together. It's like cats and dogs living together. It just does not work. The key word there, it's Barry. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Derek, do you have a pairing that works for you? A pairing for me, well, I, I absolutely love bourbon. Um, I have a nice little bourbon collection at home. Uh, I've been collecting over the years, so I got probably... 15 bottles of stuff that comes out once in a while. Nice. Um, but one of my favorite pairings, uh, and like I said, because I like my everything strong, uh, I have a bourbon that's called Stag Junior, and that is a very high proof, very high alcohol content bourbon, and it is dark. It is, it's a little darker than the rum that we're having right now. And uh, you pour that, I, I want to say it's like 67.5% alcohol and 132.5 proof. So you pour, you really have to take little sips. Yeah. When you take little sips, you it's yeah. delicious. <laughs> so good. You need that here in New England, Willie. Yeah. A little difference up here then back home. How about you, Barry? What, what's, your, what's, what's something that, that's your go-to for a, for a pairing? I, I enjoy... Six months of the year rum, six months of the year scotch. I switch back and forth. Um, when I'm drinking a scotch, I do like to pair it with something that's really, really smooth, be it a Byron or an Atabay or even a Davidoff. Mm. Um, when I'm on a rum kick, I tend to stay with cigars that have a Habano wrapper. Okay. Um, and if they don't have a Habano wrapper, you know, I'll stay something medium body. I'm all over the place when I smoke. Yeah. Uh, I'm not loyal to one specific brand. I'll get on a kick. I'll, I'll smoke nothing but it for six, seven weeks, and then I'll forget about it the rest of the year. And uh, as a retailer, I'm sure Dave Garofalo doesn't like hearing that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the jerk that comes into a store and says what's new instead of what's good. Right, right. Um, right. You're that guy. But tonight, tonight <laughs> after dinner for my birthday, uh, my plan is to smoke a Byron Londonesis mm-hmm. with uh, some Ron Zacapa XO, which is the higher-end Ron Zacapa rum. Uh, but that'll be... So fancy. That'll be my pairing. You know, and, and even like the Nesta Miranda collection Habano, I'll smoke that with rum yeah. on a somewhat regular basis until I decide to dump, jump ship. And then once I jump ship, you know, it's, floodgates are open. Like right? Where am I going to go? Uh, so wait, quick question. What are you doing for your birthday tonight? I am going to be going out to dinner um, to a place in Manchester where my wife and I had our first date. Oh, uh, so she uh, she booked a reservation there, and then from there we'll probably go to a bar and you know have a couple of drinks or something along those lines. It'll be a normal Saturday night for me. I'm one year closer to my last, so. <laughs> oh God. Um, but let's take a look at the uh, offer of the day. Um, you want to go to offer of the day? Yeah. What it's the Don do Raphael offer of the day. Don Raphael cigars come from Victor St. Clair. And the offer of the day today is, the other day I was scanning the channels when I saw a movie from 1993 and it led me to this question. Because it's something that won't cost me a dime. We're going to take inflation into account. What was once a million dollar offer is now a $1.7 million offer. Would you accept an offer of $1.7 million for the indecent proposal of letting someone spend the night with your wife or, in Derek and Willie's case, girlfriend? 
Fiance. Fiance. Great question. Would you take $1.7 million to let your significant other sleep with another man? Babe, I love you to death. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a she doubt. could do the same, by the I, way. I will, by the my, way. I will pimp my wife out yeah. for $1.7 million. And, and I'm going to add a, uh, a disclaimer, uh, an amendment to that. She could do that for me as well. You got to watch. Do you have to watch it? No. No. Okay. Is it cash, no taxes? That depends. Also. We won't. We won't support cheating the government. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll no. support cheating on so the. So one point seven million dollars, thirty three percent to the government. Uh, so that comes out to what six hundred thousand dollars. So it's one point one million dollars. So I'm going to be the romantic one and put. There's no price oh. on my better half. Wait till you get married. You'll change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go no on that as well. You guys make me feel like an a hole. Come on. I, <laughs> like really, really. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. It's relationships much more important than money for me. All right, all right. So, I'm letting her do it too. Like guys, I mean, this isn't just be, me being shady Chuck over here. Like <laughs> shady Chuck, you're in an open relationship when it comes to money. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Money rules the world. One point right? seven million. I mean, you know, money rules you know, the it world. Would, it would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. We got two kids, man. Like you know. Yeah, I know. You'd be separate. Babe, I'm doing it for the children. That would be that would be topic for discussion. I wonder what our audience says. I'm gonna, it's going to be like one percent would say yes. I think it's going to be higher. What know. do you say, Barry? Audience, I say yeah. I'll put my wife out with no problem oh, for one point really? seven million dollars. All right, all right. Think about it. We're set for life. Walter would do it. I wouldn't have to worry Walter's about doing the show anymore. Billy, keeper. No, and the audience David. is split as well. Yeah. Yeah, fifty fifty out there. Yeah, it's fifty fifty. This is a good question. Yeah, this is a good question. I see that as one point seven million problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's set for life. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will set you up for a little bit, but well, there's nothing. What, 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 what if the guy's What if the guy's better than you? That creates a huge issue. Now you're just being because insecure. now she'll always compare <laughs> you. She'll always compare you, <laughs> you to that one night that. stand. Yeah, you can't do that. That's right. awful. Yeah, I would do it. That's I awful. don't know. We'll I want to, I'm curious to see what Mr. Jonathan and Barry would say to that. Good question, though. Definitely. Sure. Good question. Anyway, the Don Raphael offer today was brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. We decided who would do this and who wouldn't. <laughs> Chuck and I are driven by money. That a boy. As well as 50% of the audience. Uh, we'll take a look at a mailbag before heading to break. We got, oh. a, we got a message in from Dan. And Dan writes that I got an email from a cigar company, an online cigar company, who wanted him to fax or send by phone a picture of his driver's license as one-time proof that he's over 21. He says he is uncomfortable with giving his info out on the cloud, which includes his signature. Do you think this is a con, or will other cigar companies follow the same practice? Hmm. The answer is other cigar companies will follow the same practice. Uh, and twoguyscigars.com, we utilize an age verification system called Veritad, which a lot of cigar companies are now using. It basically takes public records that matches up your name and your address to the people of age living in that location. If there's a junior, you'll be at the location. Um, Veritad will ask for the last four digits of your Social Security number wow. to determine if you're junior or senior. And sometimes we'll get back a hit that says match unavailable. The only way we're allowed to sell cigars because of the FDA and state regulations is to have proof that you're legal within the municipality that you're purchasing cigars. 
So we do it at twoguyscigars.com if we are unable to verify your age. Case in point, we had a customer in California which recently raised their purchase age to 21 who attempted to purchase cigars online. He came back age unable to be matched. We asked him for a copy of his driver's license or passport. He sent us his passport. He was 19 years old. Why 19 years old is legal to purchase age uh, cigars here in the state of New Hampshire. It was not legal for him to purchase cigars in the state of California, and we had to reject his order. Wow. So this is the new generation of doing business under the FDA, and uh, I actually think it's a good thing. You know, it keeps cigars out of minors. Sure. A premium cigar shop caters to adults. We do not want to have children smoking a product. So to me, it's a huge plus. But when we take a we take a break, Chuck. All right. And when we come back, we'll welcome Miami cigar rep Willie Morante, and we'll find out what we can expect from them in 2017. We'll talk Viva Republica, La Aurora, and Miami cigar Nesta Miranda. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. 
the hottest new brand is the pissed off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Papi from the Big Papi Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. And we're back live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studio, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. He works cigar retail before taking a job at Miami Cigar and Company, where he handles sales from multiple regions. Willie Moranti, welcome to the hot seat. How are you doing? How's everybody doing? Happy birthday again. Thank, thank you very much, and I appreciate the gift that you brought up from, uh, from the Dominican Republic for me. It's much appreciated. But the road to where you're at today, how did you wind up in the cigar industry? My first niche with the cigar industry was DJing at a cigar lounge in Aventura. Um, Saturday nights, I would DJ and smoke. That led to me getting a part-time job in retail. That led to me getting a job at Savor Havana, where I unfortunately met you. (laughs) And that brought me to Miami Cigar, which I thought that I got rid of you, but then I got New England. And I got you all I'm over back. again. <laughs> I'm like a bad penny. I keep sur- you know, turning up. You're like that fungus on your toe. It just grows. And it <laughs> comes and goes. Wow. <laughs> so a lot, of geeks, a lot of cigar geeks, of which I'm one, they want to become a cigar rep. But I don't think anyone really realizes the hard work and that it's more than just, say, hanging out in a cigar shop or taking part in this debacle here on the Cigar Authority. <laughs> what would you say is the hardest challenge that people don't realize that the cigar rep has to go through? Isolation, the road, being away from family and friends, like today, 
I'm here. It's cold. Everybody's warm and back home and just miles away from your friends, family. Yeah. In my case, my fiance. So, you know, it's good to be home, but it's, it gets lonely sometimes on the road. How, how frequently do you travel? Like, what's your schedule like? Take us through not only, like, your average week, but, like, how frequently you are, are you on the road? Is it once a month? Like for a week, or what's what's the breakdown here? When I go up to North Florida, it's about ten to twelve days. Um, the same with up here, so it's like a rotation every thirty days. I'm in a different territory. The craziest by the way, schedule would by have the been way, last year. North, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like Northern Florida from Miami is like New York to Northern Maine. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's quite a distance. It's three and a half hours from Miami to Orlando. It's five hours from Miami to Jacksonville, but yet it's two hours and a half from Salem. New Hampshire to Rhode Island. Right. And right. you cut across three states. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? Now, you do multiple regions. Not only do you do New England, but you do Northern Florida. And I believe there's parts of the country that you do as well. Yeah, the in-house territory. So that covers North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri. What? This is all in you? Well, it's in-house. So it's covered by phone. Okay. Okay. But, but I did. I did visit last year. Kansas and Missouri. That was interesting. Yeah? The I-70 West. Ever been on it? No. It's no. just wonderful. Yeah. Cornfields, <laughs> and cornfields and some flowers and windmills. A little bit of children in a corn feeling. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to go back to, to your point here, so when you are traveling and you're covering that northern uh, Florida region and uh, the New England area, I mean, is it just consistently? Um, I drive more in North Florida than New England. Yeah. And but that, that's like for two weeks on, or yeah, I mean it's visiting just like here. You know, you create the route and yeah. you run it. Yeah. Luckily, um, up there it's in-state, so everything's in Florida. But so up when, here, it's so when you go on the road, how many days are you usually on, on? You know, each territory. Ten to twelve days. I like to dedicate. I mean, up here, I wish I had more time with you guys, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, so there's been like three regions that you've been to. You've been to the Midwest. You've been to Northern Florida, and you've been to New England. Tremendous difference in cigar smokers. All the regions oh, are different. Yeah. And, but that's even in state. Like, every store is its own world. I mean, I'm sure what works here in Salem doesn't work in Nashville. What works in Nashville doesn't work here. You know, every, every store has their own identity. Do you have a personal favorite area outside of Florida? I like it up here. It's nice. Outside of you, but I like it up <laughs> here. I'm not used to this. Usually <laughs> I'm the one throwing the dick. This is good. This is good. It's going to come more often, man. So earlier this year... Um, I think it was in late January, you guys had your sales meeting, and every year for the last, I don't know, four or five years, it's been on a cruise. It was tough. And, you know, I made them a little bit jealous, smoking on the deck and what have you. It was nice. tough. Nice. 80 degrees weather, Grand Turks. Oh, sorry about that. No problem. You stopped, the at, you stopped in the <laughs> 15 degrees, and, and you, you stopped in the Dominican Republic. Yes. And it was your first time at to La Aurora It was amazing. And a few weeks ago, we had spoken about um, factory tours. Now, you've been to my father in Nicaragua. Yes. Now, you've been to La Aurora in the Dominican Republic. Two total different What would you say the main difference between the two different countries are from your eyes? Mm. What do you see as the difference? Like, for me, Nicaragua is more old world. You know, they still have the horse-drawn carts. Um, Yes, that's true. I mean, each country is its own world, and each company that I visited has their own ways of having operations. I mean, the, the My Father factory is beautiful, um, but La Roa, 114 years this year, I mean, they've been doing this for a while. And the remodeling and everything that they've done has really picked it up with the Cigar World Institute upstairs, the lounge, 
it's just it's two totally different worlds. I invite everybody just to visit each for what it is and enjoy it because it's totally different. So what they do in Nicaragua is not what they do in the Dominican. What's going on in the Dominican is not what's going on in Nicaragua. It's night and day, and both operations are just gorgeous, first class all the way around. For me, I enjoyed the, the, the ambiance of Nicaragua, but I enjoyed the cigar factory of Dominican Republic better. Do, do you have a preference? Like, if you could pick one place to go to tour a to, uh, cigar factory, do you prefer Nicaragua or do you prefer Dominican Republic? I can't give a fair answer to that because I spent almost a week in Nicaragua when mm-hmm. I went. I was only a few hours in the Dominican. Okay, fair enough. So if Jason Wood is listening and watching, <laughs> and he, I feel like to answer Barry's question, I need to go for a few days to the Dominican and be with Manuel and partake in the Dominican experience a little longer. So you're, you're on the cruise, and of course, during the sales meeting, some product outlines are laid out. I think you're trying to get me in trouble. Yes. Yep. What can you tell us that's coming out? from, let's start with Viva Republica, that's distributed by Miami Cigar Company. Well, the most important thing with Viva would be to make sure that Viva will be around post-FDA, and that was one of the biggest things that Holly was going over was Viva will be here. Viva's not going anywhere, and it's here to stay. So, I mean, with the FDA, it's just changing everything. You guys know that. Um, But what I can say is that we're working on finally releasing the Art of War that came out in the show last year, people sampled it. So we will be shipping that hopefully soon. And we are working on line extensions for the Warfare lines, both Gorilla and Advance. So you'll be in cigar stores soon making the offer um, to, to these stores to, to buy it. Now, when you're looking at Viva Republica, there's different lines. Um, do, you, do you have a preference within the matchup of Viva Republica? I enjoy both the Advance and the Gorilla, the little petite. Even though it's small and everybody's like, ugh. Those little guys pack a mean punch and just flavor bombs. I mean, I was smoking one earlier. And okay, we're going to put you on the line. Speaking of matchups, it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it also stands for Victor St. Clair. Victor St. Clair cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? One goes boldly where no man has gone before, while the other is historical from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Chuck? It's so easy. Come on, really? Star Wars, baby. All day. All day. Absolutely. All day. See, I say Star Trek because without Buck Rogers, there would not be a Star Trek. Without Star Trek, there would be no Star Wars. I disagree. So it all started with Buck Rogers, but I'm going to go Star Trek. You would. There There is no Captain Kirk. They could be ever defeated in another science fiction space movie. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying if the Force existed in Star Trek, it could defeat your Captain Kirk. What about, what about you, Derek? I don't like either of them. What? I never got <laughs> into I never liked them. Wow. I mean, I've, I've seen Star Wars and I've seen Star Trek, but it's just nothing that really interests me, honestly. I think it's too far-fetched. I think it's too sciency, and it just it. I don't like it. I it, my my girlfriend loves Star Star Wars, and uh, she always wants to watch Star Wars. And I just I'm like, come on! It, it, what, how long are the movies? Like two and a half hours, and I'm just sitting there. Now I'm not saying the movies themselves are bad. I once they start going, I can get into it a yeah. little bit. But I'm not. I'm no fan of either, at all. Wow. No. I guess I lose this one. 
I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's two to one with a no, with con- a no, no vote. Yep. We could pull the audience again. If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Star Wars. I think they're more successful. Yeah. This just, I mean, this, I, I, I think from a character development standpoint, I mean, you just have more going on. You have droids and robots that have personalities. You have the Force. You have princesses. You have, you know, the dark side. You have, you know, just a lot going on. Cool tech with the... Spaceships and stuff. Not to say that Star Trek doesn't have cool see, tech as See, well, for me, like, I'll be scanning the channels, and if they have the original series on, I'll stop and I'll watch it. If okay. I'm scanning cool. the channels and Star Wars is on, yeah. I won't stop. Wow. So that's why I'm going to lean to Star Trek. But that's not a fair question, because the Star Trek guys aren't Star Wars guys, and that's an ever-ending battle. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like Yankees or Red Sox. But the Versus exists, exists within the Nesta Miranda collection. Mm. You have the Connecticut versus the Habano versus the Maduro. Is there anything new coming out from Nesta Miranda? In the Nesta Miranda, about late November, we started shipping out the Corojo. And um, if you're asking me in a matchup across the table on those four, that new Corojo right now is probably one of my personal favorites since you're putting me on the spot. Really? Well, Willie gave me one earlier today for my birthday, so I'm going to light that one up and see how it matches up for me. But is there anything else coming from um, Miami Cigar proper at the uh, some point this year, be it Tatiana, be it Nestor. We're working on a few other stuff, like everything. There's, it's what's the FDA going to let us do? What I can say is, um, and I'm just going to jump ship into La Rora. Okay. Mm. Um, Skipping ahead of question, but it's okay. It's all right. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, with La Rora, we got some new stuff coming out. Um, as last year, we released the 1987 and 1962 Connecticut and Corojo. At the end of this month, actually, we're releasing the third wrapper on that series, which will be the Cameroon. So nice. sometime at the end of this month, you'll probably be receiving a sample. So you can write about it, talk about it, smoke it, give it to Ed and Dave. And also, we'll be completing the other three wrappers from what we started last year at the show. So last year at the show, we released... Uh, Connecticut, Ecuador, and Broadleaf Diamond in 18-count boxes on Corona Robusto Toro to offset the Perforito Tubos. The guys like the Tubos, but it was a short smoke. It was a little more on the pricier high-end side. We've balanced back with those three Vitolas at a more economical price range, and everyday smoke guys can probably still get it and enjoy it. This year, we'll complete the other three rappers releasing the Maduro, the Cameroon, and the Corojo. Now, do you think that takes anything away from the Preferito, which is like it's a signature size of La Aurora? I mean, they have rollers devoted to just the Preferitos, but now it's available in a more traditional Vitola. Does it take away from Absolutely that? Absolutely not. I think it, it encourages a smoker that maybe can't afford the everyday $20 tag on the Pref. He can now get it in a Robusto for 9 and still enjoy the same great blend. Mm. Okay. I mean, obviously, mm. if it's your birthday, your anniversary, you want to treat yourself, you're going to grab the tubo and stuff like that, but for the everyday smoker, it gets tough to drop the 20 tag, 21, 22 up here with the taxes and everything. Yeah, well, no tax in the state of New Hampshire, tax-free New Hampshire, but Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, even Maine. Um, What I didn't know, and it was funny in the factory, that the short tubo size was actually the first Vitola ever designed by the company back in 1903. Oh, wow. Cool. I mean, at the factory, they have the old tubo case, but that actual Vitola was the first one ever designed back by the company. That's cool. So let's see if I can remember them. You got, you got the Diamond. Connecticut uh, Bradley. You got the Platinum. Cameron. You got the Emerald. Ecuadorian. You got the Ruby. Brazilian Maduro. 
What am I forgetting? The yellow one. Gold. Corojo. There's one more, isn't there? Sapphire. Do you, have, do you have a personal favorite? You forgot one also that we released last year, which is one of my personal favorites that I've been spoken out, which is the double barrel age Preferito. Okay. Nice. Double barrel age. Yes. But going back to the, the, the gems, do you have a personal favorite out of, that would something out of, that say came out of the treasure pack? The diamond. Do you prefer it in the Preferito size or one of the newer sizes? The Corona. Okay. That's just my size to go. And what, what's, your, like, what's, your, what's your profile? Like, are you a medium guy? I bounce around. You bounce around? All depends what I'm doing, what time of the day, what's the occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's say it's like midday, you know, you've been fed, you know, whatever. Like, is it probably upper medium? I bounce between the Corojo and the Diamond Connecticut Broadleaf. Now, in 2016, Nesta Miranda cut back his travel schedule to a degree. He wasn't on the road as much, say, in years past. Will we see more of Nesta on the road this year? Yes. And as you, you've probably already seen it with their social media, he was in Houston during the Super Bowl. He was just this, fat, this past weekend in New York. So he's back on the road. You know, it gets to you. Sometimes you've got to take care of family stuff. And, but he's back on the road and we're ever more aggressive than we were before. And I believe part of it was cut back because Mariana had had uh, knee or hip surgery or something. He had to take care of wifey back yeah. home and take she's care made of a full recovery. She's back to healthy and blessed for that. So. Good. So outside of the cigar industry, what does Willie Morante like to do? <laughs> be with my fiance. Mm-hmm. Be with my dad. Yes, I go to Hurricane football games and I go to Disney. You do a lot. I, I know you're waiting for that. You so. do a lot of tailgating. I, that I Every Saturday we see you at the Hurricanes. But that's me and my dad. Um, that's a 20-year experience now going that's me and him on Saturdays. That's so, so cool. Yes, we enjoy the football games, but more than anything, it's just me and my dad time. So you know, cool. With all the traveling, it's just good to be home for a few days and spend time with him because, as we all know, life is short and here today, gone tomorrow, and that's what I'll remember is my time with him. So. Amen. Like these few minutes I treasure with you. <laughs> So go back. You said Disney too. You, wait, wait. We can't just leave the elephant in the room here. You mentioned Disney as well. I'm a huge. Disney yeah, I mean, guy. if you look I at his social Disney. media account, it's I'll him and Mickey. Him is goofy. Nice. I mean, I'm, he's like a five year old kid. I I've, love it, man. I've never been. What? I've never been to Disney, bro. Yeah, you gotta go. I know. You gotta go. I know. Here's the question I have for Willie: Is what's your favorite park at Disney? Magic Kingdom. Because no matter how old you are, you go there and it's like being a kid all over again for a few hours. Barry? I haven't, I haven't gone since I'm like 16. God, guys. And I don't want to go because they don't allow smoking anywhere. That's not true. They are so anti-smoking, though. That's not true. This smoking area. There's three smoking sections in Magic Kingdom. You can smoke in every country in Epcot. There's another four in Animal Kingdom and another four in Hollywood Studios. See, this is good intel. Yeah. <laughs> see, I think if I were to go to Disney, I would love to see Epcot and go That's my drink favorite. around the world. I'm an Epcot guy. I've, I've heard some crazy stories from friends saying that do it they, And do it during the food and wine. Yeah. Just more options. A lot of my friends puke in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so you can drink and smoke everywhere within Epcot. Not smoke as you're walking around the world, but the, every country has a designated smoking section. So you can do your own cigar pairing. Absolutely. Sure. And that's we should do a Cigar Authority road trip and live from Epcot. That'd be awesome. How, how <laughs> many countries are in Epcot? 
Hmm. I should know An that. Estimate. I should know that. 25, 30? No. Nah. More than seven. Do you have the regular staple points that are always there, and then you get the ones that they open up in small little kiosks yeah. during the food and wine? Yeah. Actually, it might not be that high, but... They're in the restaurants there. I want to say 12 to 15 are the staple point countries that are there. Okay. Since they open, then you have the extra ones that come in for food and wine. That's pretty cool. I, I, I like that idea. And all the employees there are actually like on visas from the original country. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really cool. So you get that authentic, you know, even the recipes are spot yeah, on. Yeah, they're on educational visas. Yeah. Wow. So, so like, if you go that. to Morocco, the, the lady that's helping you, she is from Morocco. And you'll see it on the name tags and everything. And they're authentic. Yeah. So they really go uh, all out yeah. when they're uh, bringing people through that, huh? Yeah, and not to go, I know we have the uh, halftime treat coming up, but uh, if, for those that like fish and chips, England at Epcot has the best fish and chips. The little place next to Rosen Crown yes. Pub. Yes, sir. It's, the line goes up and around the bridge almost into France sometimes for the fish and chips. There we go. Uh, 11. 11 countries. I was close. I said 12. Yep. Been there a few times. Yeah, <laughs> our fact checker in the audience. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Best audience ever, by the way. So Willie, we know we know you have to uh, head north for a little bit before heading back south. We appreciate you taking the time to fill no, us thank in. You thank, thank you for having me. Thank you to this great crowd hanging cigar. out. And, Hope uh, you guys are enjoying the cigars. Definitely are the Nesta Miranda Habano Collection. Uh, Nesta Miranda Collection Habano. Final thoughts on it, Chuck? Final thoughts. Um, it has to be good. Yeah, no, it's all no. It really, it, it is all good. Um, let me just take one more puff here. I want to, I, like I want to pair it. I like that. Hold on. Got to get that final verdict. Take a little swig of the rum too. Yeah. Get those undertones in. Pumping yeah. out a lot of smoke too. Yep. Get yeah. those figs and raisins going. So you get a <laughs> full mouthful. Um, it's a very interesting flavor. Um, it's it's woody. It's definitely woody. Little bit of spice, not a lot though. Uh, it's a very mild, um, pleasant spice, I would say. Um, Woody's so ambiguous, though. I'm trying to think of something more specific. Derek, help me out. What do you? I, I, I'm gonna go with like a red oak here, kind of like that deep flavor, but still lightly aromatic uh, note. Yes, it's just kind of lingering. That's it. See, I'm gonna go different because, like, once you pair it with the rum, <laughs> sweetens it up. There's oh, yeah. a lot of vanilla within the rum itself, yeah, and it pulls the sweetness out of the cigar. So pairing with the rum, I find the cigar has some of that vanilla flavor to it. Yeah, there's also a little bit of cannelle, mm. which is the French word for cinnamon. Thank you. You're welcome. Cannelle. <laughs> but we appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thanks. You know, safe travels to you, Thank Willie. You for having me. And uh, when we come back. We got to sit down with Big Poppy, David Ortiz, last night at an event here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, where he hung around with us for a while, and we got to talk to him a little bit about Big Poppy Cigars, his charity, and we'll have that when we return. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And while you're smoking your Nesta Miranda Collection Habano, don't forget to keep the lit end out of your mouth. <laughs>
Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar to perfection. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. 
But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio. High atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And it's time to light up a two-guys smoke shop tradition that was poo-pooed by the FDA as we celebrate my birthday. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar show in the U.S. And yes, the world that is always broadcast on location and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand you light up along with us. Tune in to thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, where you can set it and forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. So my favorite part of the show is the halftime treat. Oh, boy. And we actually have a halftime treat today from Vic Anderson in San Angelo, Texas. And for those watching, uh, it's in this little pink box. I feel so bad. With a pig on it. And I felt like the biggest idiot walking out of work <laughs> carrying this little pink box. And it has a pig on it. It's almost like a milk carton. And uh, according to Vic Anderson, he wanted to say thank you for all the fun and informative way to kill two hours of his life every Saturday. His lovely wife, Charlotte, picked this up for our halftime snacks. It's called Squiddle. It's, peanut, it's pecan brittle with bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? Right. Well, David doesn't love bacon, so that's why we're doing this today. David does not happen to like pork products. It's made in San Angelo, Texas by a local company called Cowboy Up. Anywho, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, Vic and his wife Charlotte are planning a vacation in September, and they will be coming to our anniversary party, and he looks forward to meeting us all. Put some smoke in the air, Vic Anderson. Now, who is this by again, the company? The company is called Cowboy Up. Mark that. We're going to come back to that. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Continue. So you got, like, pecan and bacon and picture of the pig. Is this the pig from the bacon? Are we eating his mother? I mean, it, it, I feel guilty cracking open this so box guilty. with this little pig on the cover. It's kind of like uh, Chick-fil-A, how they have. Well, actually, not really, because they have cows. Like, as a pun, they serve chicken only. Like I, Eat I, more chicken? I feel so bad about 
eating this because of that picture. I don't look. I love meat. I love eating meat. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I know. You know. I don't want to see a picture of a cute little piglet. And I feel like Barry's the guy. You know how, like, if you go, like, to a, to a, a seafood restaurant or even, like, a steakhouse, we'll use seafood as an example, and you want lobster. You can oftentimes pick out your lobster from the tank. I feel like Barry's the type of guy that he would want a steakhouse where you could pick out the cow. No, well, not really. No? I'm not a big meat eater. I mean, I always order scallops wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Or when I do eat meat, I'll go to, like, a, a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the filet mignon wrapped in bacon. Because everything does taste better with bacon. So we'll find out. These are pecans. Are you a pecan? I'm not a pecan guy. I, I'm going to get a couple of hives from eating this, but <laughs> Vic was nice enough to uh, send it, so I'll deal with a little bit of itching. Uh, but it's bacon, so it's worth it, right? I, I agree. So I'm on a, I'm on a low-slash-no-carb diet right now, and I've been at it since uh, March 1st. Okay. And I'm eating the, the smallest piece I could find out of that bag. Just so I can try it, but this is totally against uh, what I'm doing right now. But it's a little salty. A little salty. Let's see. It smells sweet. It smells like caramel. And I would expect L- a little bit of cedar. A bigger bacon flavor. It's crunchy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like hard candy. It's like a. Remember those, like, caramel sticks that are hard? Right, that's what I get. I get more of the caramel. Yeah. I definitely get a little bit of the pecan. Mm-hmm. But I don't get any of the bacon. And granted, I only took a little piece, and you can see the bacon bit, so, you know, perhaps I didn't get a piece of bacon. I got bacon. Yep. A little spice, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I get a, a little tiny bit of bacon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a little, like you were saying, a saltiness component. Yeah, there's definitely, it's definitely salty. Yes. Yeah. Scale of 1 to 10? I'm going to go ahead and give this an 8. 6? I'll go 7. I'll meet you guys halfway. And it's mainly because I'm not a huge fan of of pecans. Yeah, me neither. So, but it's definitely enjoyable. Uh, Anyway, it's time to uh, have a little bit of a two-guys birthday tradition, the happy birthday cigar. Derek, why don't you tell us about it? So, the happy birthday cigar was a two-guys smoke shop tradition where on your birthday – we would cut and light a happy birthday smoke for you to enjoy, but the FDA said no, no to that and no longer allows handing out of free cigars because they're a party pooper, and no one likes a party pooper. So the care package recipients this uh, month as, uh, as celebration for Barry's birthday was included a happy birthday cigar for the occasion. And these are made in the Dominican Republic, and they come in a glass tube, and they measure 6 by 58. Which isn't exactly my favorite size, but the thought process behind the whole birthday cigar is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, you came in on your birthday, we, we used to be able to give you a free cigar, but right. the FDA doesn't want anybody to have any fun. They want to make your life as miserable as possible, because, you know, as, as consenting adults, we can't choose to enjoy a celebratory item. Facts, not opinion. Exactly. Anyway, it's uh, time to cut our happy birthday cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. Excellence. I feel like we nice need, job. I feel like we need to do like a smoke before the show starts the next time I host, <laughs> just so I can get the little flub out of the way. Yeah. Because I'm sure I'm going to hear about it on Monday, or if not, Monday next Saturday. 
that I ran through the. Uh, that was copy. pretty good. That was actually you nailed it. You nailed it. There, I didn't want to tell you, but there were people in the chat saying how you screwed that up yeah, again, yeah. again. Hey, if there's one thing, I'm consistent, just like Pagomo cigars. <laughs> there you, ah, there you go. There you go. Derek, what are we going to light this up with? So today we are torching our cigars with a very cool double jet torch lighter from Lotus, and it's called the Mercury. So this cigar, uh, this lighter is a hefty little lighter. Comes with a pop-out punch cutter at the very bottom, a nice little adjustment wheel at the bottom as well. And when you do press the ignition switch, you have two jets that come out at an inward angle to focus the heat on the cigar perfectly so you will light your cigar wonderfully every time. Looks like a $100 lighter. What's, yeah. the, what's the retail on this? This is twenty nine ninety nine. And I noticed we're one down. Did uh... Yeah. Yeah, Willie. That's <laughs> <sighs> all right. Go on. The one, the, one, the one thing that uh, I like about the cigar is the way the two flames come to a pinpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you can't appreciate it as much on a 58 ring gauge cigar. But when you're smoking a smaller ring gauge cigar, to have the pinpoint accuracy is a huge plus. Because the last thing you want to do is scorch your wrapper when you're lighting a cigar. Mm-hmm. It will definitely change the complexity of the cigar. It will make it more bitter. Um, so, you know, it works on a 58 ring gauge, don't get me wrong. But the pinpoint accuracy is great for a smaller ring gauge cigar. And it's funny you say that. So uh, going back a few weeks when I was in Houston, there was a, uh, I think I told you guys this, so there was a party at uh, Houston's Museum of Science, which was really cool, actually. But what they had set up, amongst many other things, was an outdoor cigar bar. And many of the people there partaking in the experience were not cigar smokers or smokers of any nature for that matter. But, again, you're part of the festivities. You're in the moment. There's a cigar bar that's outside, so you see a lot of people lighting up cigars, probably for many, the first time in their life. And it was very interesting to observe. I felt like going over and, like, instructing them on how to properly cut. I mean, you saw some people just, like, Barry cut, you know, a good inch yeah. off, the, uh, off, off the bottom there. And then, it, you know, the lighting, forget about it. I mean, just torching the hell out of the cigars. Hey, when I lived in New York, I used to have this friend, Jim Ryan, let him rest in peace. Mm. He used to cut the cigar in half. So he can have the other half later in the day. Right. Drove me crazy. Ugh. And he would always pick out the most expensive cigar in my box. Oh, man. Oh. But you had mentioned Cowboy Up. You were going to tell us something about Cowboy Up. Yes. Yes, I was. So uh, it's funny. I'm, now, this is all coincidental, I have to imagine. But knowing you, you're a pretty good segue guy here as far as, like, setting up the, the different segments and whatnot. But Cowboy Up, if you guys remember, um, was a very popular phase during the Red Sox historic playoff and championship run. Back in 2004, Kevin Millar kind of made that phrase, cowboy up, yep. uh, famous. And um, it asked you to mark that because last night we had the Big Poppy event. And um, I was a little apprehensive on whether to come or not because initially it was our intention to interview David Ortiz mm-hmm. for the Cigar Authority. Right. But as we got closer to the event, it just didn't seem like it was going to be a realistic possibility. Right. He was supposed to be here from 8 to 9. We didn't want to take away from people that came to meet Big Poppy to purchase the cigars to get the boxes signed, which he did sign the boxes yesterday, yeah. which unfortunately we didn't know until the last possible minute whether or not he was going to be signing boxes because of contractual obligations yes. with various memorabilia companies. Right. Um, but you managed to come by. It was probably a little bit after 9, I think, you, you popped in. Or yeah, right, right around, around 9. nine maybe, a little, maybe a little before. Yep, yep. And uh, – he wound up staying with us till like ten thirty at night. Yeah, it was late. You know, the crowd was gone. People were, you know, left. 
Um, Dave's going to come back to no alcohol left in his office <laughs> because Big Poppy and his entourage basically finished every bit of alcohol in the building. Oh, my God. And uh, my friend Jose Manuel was with him, who I've known since the La Aurora days when I worked with Miami Cigar. And uh, while, my, while Poppy's handlers weren't too keen initially on him sitting down and talking with us, yeah. um, Jose made it happen. And we were lucky enough. Was that, to- a, was that a tough get? Because um, – I don't know. I know, again, working with the Patriots, there, there are some, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are some that just hate doing interviews. And they'll mm-hmm. do them. And when they do them, you'd never know that they don't enjoy it. Like, they'll put their, their quote-unquote game face on. They'll put the smile on. They'll right. be charismatic and all that. Right. He might have hated it went, yesterday. He might have hated it yesterday, but. I don't think he did. You, you, you can never tell. I don't think. Yeah, well, you can. I think you can. Because, again, in my experience, like, when the cameras are on or the mics are on and the interview's occurring, Again, that's when the game face is on. That's when the smile's there. You know, very personable, acting like you're, you know, their best friend or whatever. Right. Interview ends, camera's off, mic's off, and they go back to being an a-hole. Like, you just wasted, you know, five minutes out of yep. my life. It, it exists. Yep. And with Poppy, did not see that at all. I, I left the event last night with a newfound respect for the Red Sox. Really? You know, the, the Yankees, the, the, you know, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I know it bothers, you know, everybody here, you know. Boston Red Sox Nation and what have you. But the Yankees, when they travel, you know, much like the Patriots, they'll, they'll wear the suits. Um, we've seen you leave to go to, you know, be it San Francisco, sure. Houston, Green Bay, wherever, you're in your suit. Yep. And there's a certain class that seems to follow athletes when they take the time to present themselves in a professional manner. Mm. You know, they're not going out with their, their hats crooked or what have you. And Big Poppy changed my outlook of the Red Sox. He was nothing but class yeah. and nothing but a gentleman that I have a newfound respect for the Red Sox. That's I cool. hope the Yankees beat him every time they play him, but I have a newfound respect that I can actually watch a Red Sox game knowing that their players carry themselves the proper way. That's pretty awesome. And uh, we were lucky enough to sit down with uh, David Ortiz, who gave us a uh, more than a few minutes of his time. Yeah. And uh, we have that interview for you. Uh, Chuck, roll the tape. We're here at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Cigar Authority. We're here with David Ortiz. Uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. How did you get involved in the cigar industry? Well, you know, the cigar is, uh, in my country, it's, uh, it's pretty big. We grow cigar everywhere. But uh, uh, El Artista, the company that uh, came to me a couple of years ago, with the idea, I'm, I'm, um, I started smoking cigar like I would say a year and a half. Not every day, but I, you know, when I'm relaxing at home and knowing that I was going to retire and everything, I got to get a hobby. So <laughs> I kind of got used to it a little bit. But uh, I enjoy this cigar. You know, it's a really good combination of uh, Nicaragua and Dominican cigar. And uh, um, you guys have to come to Dominican Republic, to the north side of the country to see what we got going on down there. It's I've been there about 20 times. Oh, there you go. So, so you know what I'm talking about. We have, so We have the mutual friend in Jose Manuel Victoria. There so. you go. So now you know what I'm talking about. So uh, um, it's a wonderful thing. I think it's something that we love, you know, especially people uh, my age and up. And, and, and uh, like I say, man, you know, this is a uh, wonderful thing that we got going on, and hopefully people enjoy it. Is it going to be another cigar from you, or is it just going to be? Oh, we we are still developing. We're still we're still developing. We're going to come out with 
we 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 think that it's gonna it'll it'll blow people's minds. I'm telling you right now. Now cigars aren't the only thing that you're interested in. Uh, you also have a, a wine, I believe, called Aria. Yeah. Is there anything you could tell us about that? Well, it's a it's a wine that it's pretty much related to my family. Arias was uh, my mom' uh, last name, and uh, um, we have a lot of things related to uh, my family, my country. You know, it's a it's a wine that uh, we keep on improving, getting it better and better and better. And, and uh, like I say, hopefully everybody enjoys. So, Bobby, um, when did you? My mic's a little hot here. When did you? When did you develop this entrepreneurial spirit? Well, you know, I always has been a, a cigar and a wine guy. I just while I was playing, I kind of don't want to get really deep into it because it doesn't really the combination of being an athlete we being related, not to the wine. The wine is good. Yeah. Uh, the smoking, I'm not, I'm not a, like, I wasn't, like, really into the, the, the smoking thing because uh, uh, as an athlete, it's kind of, it's a combination that it's kind of the opposite. But now that I'm relaxing, now that I'm more into the, 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 the being with the family kind of type of thing and enjoy time with my friends and stuff like that, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, what we do. Yeah. So... Uh, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I had discovered so many things about uh, uh, the cigar and the, and the wine world that, uh, uh, seriously, I, sometimes I feel bad about myself not discovering this earlier. So yeah. uh, um, reality is that it's, 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 it's time to enjoy life. It's time to do things, have fun, and, 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 and this is it. Well, I got to shoot you straight here, bro. All right. So we normally have a video broadcast on our radio program here. And unfortunately, people can't see you, man. You look incredibly in shape right now. Like, you could go back out. I'm convinced. Listen, if Brady's, <laughs> Brady at 40 years old or soon to be 40 is convinced that he's going to play to 45, five more years, whatever, man. I'm looking at you right now. Like, you look more fit, trimmed down, like in shape than I've seen you, I mean, ever, man. I mean. Well, you know, like lately in my life, I. You got another year or two in you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I have. I lately in my in my life, you know, I have been uh, uh, thinking about taking care of myself because as you get older, your body demand more and more and more and more. Yeah. And I like to hear this kind of thing that you say. It's true, bro. It's true, man. So I, I still working. You know, like today, this morning, I I was training. You know, at the gym, people will keep. People keep on asking me, like, bro, why are you training like that? Like, what? I mean, like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to keep up with as long as I can because it's, it's healthy. It's, it's part of, you know, living longer and, and be able to enjoy your kids, you know, because sometimes as an athlete, you only worry about working out while you are playing because you, you all, your, your job demand it. And... You're getting paid for it. Yeah. In my case, at some point, I learned that uh, this got to be like a like a like a lifestyle, and um, yeah. and, and, and life in today's days is see how healthy you can keep up being. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I I'm I'm gonna you know try to keep up with. You take it to the next level, though, and you know not only being healthy about yourself, you're very big with charities. Yeah. And uh, I know you have a very big charity down in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the charity you're involved with? Yeah, I have uh, the David Ortiz Children Fund, where some of this money go there. And uh, uh, reality is that uh, it's not just only work in the Dominican; it work in New England. Also, we uh, donate uh, part of the money to the uh, uh, Mass General because. Uh, 
uh, uh, we got to do good things worldwide. And uh, in New England, it's like my second home. So I definitely would like to do that and, and even more things about New England. New England has been unbelievable to me. You know what I mean? You guys, oh, man, I, I, I would do anything for you guys. You know, my career can tell you, you know, how much I, uh, how important you guys have always been for myself. And uh, uh, now, you know, now that you brought that up, you know, uh, uh, I got to thank the Red Sox, man, not just for the career that they allow me to have, also for the wonderful job that they do as a, as an organization with uh, the community. You know, the Red Sox is... Uh, Last year during uh, my retirement, they donated some unbelievable amount of money to my foundation. And um, you know how they do with the, yep. with the Jimmy Fund. You know how they do with the, with the marathon. You know how they do with everything, yes. you know. And even I grew up in New York, and even as a Yankee fan, much respect for the Jimmy Fund and everything the Red Sox do. And even for you as a baseball player, do you miss it? You know, baseball is, has been my whole life. And if I tell you that I'm not, I'm not amazing it, I'm lying to you because I sit down to watch the spring training game every yeah, day at my house, you know. I wish I could keep on rolling, but, you know, injuries are a big part of what we do out there. And uh, the reason why I retired is because I was getting so much pain for the past four years uh, uh, on my heels and my feet, and, and, and it, it was bad, you know. Like, I, I, I was doing extraordinary things with, with the doctors, with the team doctors, and uh, uh, Dan Derrick, that's, that was the guy that, allow me to play the last four years. I mean, after God, you know, I thank him so much for all the help that he gave me. And uh, But, you know, I mean, I, I feel good about, you know, the career that I have. I feel good about uh, the happiness that I brought around this uh, uh, New England, man. I mean... David, so much. And and I wish I could have given some more because you guys well deserve it, but... Uh, well, it is give, what it is, man. And uh, now you're giving us more in the terms of, of the cigar, the big poppy. <laughs> yeah, so you know, a whole bunch there of new go. fans now. You I, know? Also, you know, because I love kids so much, and also working with Nickelodeon yeah. on some projects, you know, hopefully it comes through, and I can keep on giving back to the the young generation of childrens that are out the future. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm I'm really good related to kids, and. Uh, Hopefully, I can keep on bringing uh, happiness to them. That's a smile, man. I got my, my last question for Poppy. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of our listeners know that I work with the Patriots. So we just came off of a pretty massive championship run. Woo! But I'll tell you this, my man. <laughs> you, 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 right here, man. You, you are known as Mr. Clutch. And I just want to know the mindset, man. Like, even watching that Patriots game, I'm sure you, hopefully you're rooting for the Patriots. I don't know. But, what? But, but, look, look at my Instagram. <laughs> look at my, my, uh, my Twitter. Look at my everything, man. Like, like, I'm a Patriots, man. But then like, here's, here's the question. Here's the question, mm-hmm. man. Like, in your career, I go back to 04 and being down 03 to the Yankees. And even as a diehard Sox fan, man. you got to I mean, bring that up. With me yeah, here, you got to bring I, that up. By the way, during the Patriots run, I was on the field. I was Kevin Millar. I'm like, this game ain't over. This game ain't over. All right? Not to that clock stops. <laughs> That's right. That's but but right. to go back, man, to your, to your mindset, man, to come back against Mo, Mariano Rivera, one of the greatest closers of all effing time, and to get it done. But then to do it again, man, in 07, do it again in 11. Like, what's the mentality? Like, is it just never give up? I mean, never... Because you're successful. Not only were you successful on the field, but even now with the cigar, with the wine, with your charity, man. Like, it's just a persona. It's a mindset. It's something. What goes on internally upside here, inside your head, to just well, come through in the clutch like that when I it can, matters? All I can tell you is that, uh, you know, I, uh, you got to have it, man. You can just show up and win. You know, there's, there's a lot of work that goes with it. There's a lot of uh, uh, sacrifices. There's... 
And, and, and also, man, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, no disrespect to you as a Yankee <laughs> fan, but I play for the best fans worldwide. I mean, living up here now, I got to agree that the Red Sox fans I, I, are some of the most diehard fans I've no, ever run across. Seriously, like, 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 you know, as a baseball player, you play so many games, yeah. so you don't feel the same way every day. But I, could, I I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna talk to you about Poppy, this guy right here. I can feel 60 percent to go after a hundred game or after 50 game. It doesn't matter. We are human. We don't feel the same way every day. But every, t- every, every time I step on that under circle and I saw how crazy the fans were going about me stepping up at the plate, that would have put me 110%. The adrenaline. The adrenaline. It was you unbelievable. Feed off that. Like, like I, I, I don't remember me walking to the plate seeing Fenway going crazy and not giving you 100%. That like I don't, f- I don't remember me donating in a bag just because how or how I feel, because the fans motivate you and take you to that level. So I feel like I was blessed because not only I was good as a, as a baseball player because of the fans that were behind me cheering for me and motivating me every day. So I, I my career is, it wasn't all about David. It was about the fans that I was performing for who motivate me every day to give the best of what I have, man. Awesome. So Big Poppy Cigars available uh, tobacconists around the country. We appreciate you taking the time to speak with us here at the Cigar Authority. Thank you. We wish you you. much success with the wine, the cigars, charity, life. We thank you. Appreciate it. Keep the window on, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So after the event yesterday, David Ortiz was nice enough to sign some extra boxes. We sold out of all the boxes we had for our event, um, and he was nice enough to sign a few more. If you go to twoguyscigars.com, shameless plug, but if you go to twoguyscigars.com and in the comment box you put the Cigar Authority and you buy a box of Big Poppy cigars, we will send you one of the autograph boxes. While supplies last. While supplies last. And I'm Limited. very nervous about putting this out there because Dave's in Cuba. He didn't sign off on it. Two of the longest tenured employees for Two Guys Smoke Shop said, Go ahead, mention it on the Cigar Authority. This could be the last broadcast ever no. for me. <laughs> Dave will be like, what are you doing? Why are you selling them? But for a limited time, while supplies last. That's awesome. Leave a comment. The Cigar Authority, Big Poppy, I want my autograph box. You buy a box of Big Poppy cigars, we'll send you one of those sign boxes. Yeah, And, and just on that note, Barry, um, I know we've got to move along here, but uh, just speaking about his personality, who he is as a human being with this charity work and everything else, we were talking about how some athletes and celebrities can be, you know, less than, um, <laughs> less than, what's uh, um, the yeah, hospitable or, yep. or um, engaging or whatever. Yep. This guy, man, Big Poppy. Not only was he generous with his time, but to yep. sign all these extra boxes, yep. to hang out with the people. Yep. Um, he was scheduled to be here from 8 to 9 o'clock. He's here almost 11 o'clock. He was here almost 11 o'clock. Having a great time. Some of his handlers didn't really want him to do an interview. Um, right. Thankfully, you know, I, I went back a long time with somebody. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have the power that David Garofalo has. It would have happened a lot quicker if David was here. Uh, but thankfully, my friend Jose was able to convince him to give us five minutes. Yeah. He wanted us giving us like 12 to 14 minutes. Yeah, almost, yeah. And uh, total, complete gentleman. Yeah. So thank you, David Ortiz. And he was nice enough to give us the news on Big Poppy. And now we'll give you what's up in the cigar world. 
It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. We're going to change things up this week. We actually have some news about cigars. And it was announced this week that the Tatuaje TAA for 2017 will be the same blend used in 2014 that is widely regarded to be the best TAN blend to date, and hopefully we'll have them for you at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And now back to legislative news, which has been nonstop for the last six weeks. The FDA announced this week that it's raising fines to retailers caught violating regulations. While the first offense remains a warning letter, each additional fine goes up approximately 11.5%. <laughs> You can add Arkansas to the list of states that want to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21. However, they want to change the law to purchase and possession. If the law is passed and you are caught in possession of tobacco and you are under the age of 21, the violation would require you to do three hours of community service and to enroll in a brainwashing, or I mean a tobacco education program. <laughs> Meanwhile, this week, the bills that would exempt premium cigars from regulation picked up new sponsors. H.R. 564 picked up 16 new representatives, bringing a total to 78 of the 218 needed to pass the law. And S. 294, which is the Senate equivalents, picked up three new senators, bringing a total to 18 of the 51 needed for the measure to pass. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! And uh, I want to take a look at a mailbag that we got in this week from Todd Wadsworth. And he found our podcast recently, and he's been binge listening. I'm sorry that you're doing that, but he's been listening to four episodes a day. He listens on the way to and from work. That a boy. He finds this very interesting, even Mr. Jonathan. Just kidding, Johnny. Anyway, I also, he goes, I recently found a cigar that was new to him, and it's a 1502 Emerald. He asked if we have ever smoked this cigar, and if not, can we review it on the, on the show? He'd love to hear our thoughts on it. Uh, he thought it was very tasty, and uh, after listening to the show, he says that uh, he's learned to slow down his smoking, and he's begun to appreciate the flavors of the stick. Uh, he says he's going to keep listening, and he hopes we'll have something to say about the cigar, the 1502 Emerald. Mm. The one thing I learned about 1502 Emerald is it's a very regional cigar. You know, it's popular in shops in Florida. I've seen it throughout the southeast. I've not seen it here in uh, New England. No kidding. But when I first started working for two guys, I smoked a uh, Florida and Rain Natural. And when it was given to me, I thought it was a, a, um, a test cigar because the 1502 is square-pressed. It's box-pressed, but it looks like a square. Okay. And the Florida and Rain, which is made in Honduras, which is the same place as 1502, mm. um, that's a cigar that we've spoken about on the show. Um, 
it's very comparable to the 1502 Emerald. Unfortunately, because it's not really popular here in New England, it's a cigar that we won't be featuring on the show. Uh, a lot of that has to do with availability. Uh, but right. when I do have the desire to smoke that cigar, I will reach for a Florida Rain, which is very seminal, similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, it's time to get debonair with Chuck Morrison. Gentlemen, you Chuck. Need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen... Who is to pay? Let's say it's your girlfriend's, wife's, or significant other's birthday. You invite all your closest friends and family out for dinner and drinks to celebrate the occasion. You all have a wonderful time with laughs, stories, and newly created memories. And then the waiter comes to the table with the final bill. Here is the question, gentlemen. Who picks up the tab? Everybody chips in except for the birthday person. Derek? Birthday boy pays. That is correct. The debonair move here is you. Since you're the one who organized the event and essentially responsible for bringing everyone together, you are essentially thereby responsible for picking up the check. It's the debonair play. It's the debonair move. That's the debonair way. It's brought to you by, I'm sorry, that's the gentleman's way brought to you by debonair cigars and rum. Barry, Derek, the question, guys, every single time, are you debonair? Enough. Barry, you're contagious. See, the, it, it, it is, and it's a bad thing. But the debonair play is for everybody that was invited to say, no, 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 it's your birthday. Oh. We're paying. Ooh. That's the debonair play. See, you know what? Yeah. You just up, yep, you just up the ante. But that, for that move to take place, the first move has to be you as the organizer. You have to do the fake reach for the check. You have to bluff. You have to bluff. I got it. That is you the, hope at that point yeah. everybody goes, no, 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 no. It would happen it's when your birthday. Yeah. We got it. And if you, your bluff isn't called? You better have picked a cheap <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> the other way is the, the lean and reach for the wallet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then people just stop you right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's popular amongst the parents. Yeah. You know, like you're reaching the pay and they never let it happen at least. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we're halfway through the happy birthday cigar. We are. Um, birthday cake. I don't get birthday cake from it. It's definitely nutty. Yeah. Um, more peanuts. And, you know, it could be the pecans we had earlier. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a cigar that personally I wouldn't buy. But it's a cigar that I wouldn't be embarrassed in any shape or form to give somebody on their birthday. Sure. You know, the band says in a nice script, happy birthday. It's showing that you care enough to give a cigar that, acknowledges the person's birthday and it's enjoyable enough that the person can set the tone for their special day. Not only that, but the construction of the cigar is spot on. My, my burns razor sharp. I haven't touched it once. You know how much of a problem I have Mm -hmm. with, uh, with crooked burns and I just haven't needed to, you go through a tank of gas per cigar. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
No, well said, guy. I mean, I, I said birthday cake, but yeah, I, I think it might be the the pecans having an, an influence there. But uh, I don't really get a lot of nut berry on this. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's smooth. Um, like you, maybe not a, a cigar that I would go out of my way to purchase, but would not be insulted to, to receive this. Again, the construction's beautiful. The the, the burn's beautiful. Um, Definitely, I would consider this mild. You know, again, I'm more of now a medium. Person. Definitely, yep. So that's maybe the only reason why I would not go to it directly. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's solid. Salt. But I could see it pairing well with a nice cerveza. There you go. You know? White wine, maybe? That too. Definitely a white wine. Yeah. It'd definitely pair well with a white wine. Uh, but we'll take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll take a step into the asylum, which might be the funniest asylum we've ever had on the show. We'll welcome Bill Croft to the show, a member of our studio audience, who will host a classic three-way, since there's a conspiracy that I cheat. You well, do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> We're live from Two Dice Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we're back live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're celebrating my birthday, so maybe I'll get a pass on this debacle. Uh, hopefully, it's also the last show I will ever have to host this year. That's the best birthday gift of them all. Uh, welcome to the show, Bill, Cro- uh, Bill Croft. Um, he's been a member of the studio audience for a while now. And uh, since you guys think I cheat on the uh, classic three-way, instead of doing the great Karnak impression with the envelopes, uh, Bill was nice enough that he's going to step in in a little bit and do the uh, classic three-way for us. But I have to ask you, why do you waste two hours <laughs> of your life to come and take part of this debacle well to answer that question i'd have to say uh therapy is expensive um so coming up here you know enjoying two hours on a saturday uh you know midday it's uh it's quite enjoyable and it's uh it's a lot cheaper than uh said therapy so so basically by hanging out with us you realize you don't have to be in an asylum and derek's going to take us into the asylum with a peek from our friends away, at Asylum ha, Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away, ha, ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. If Hollywood is looking for a Snakes on a Plane sequel, this could be it. 
This week, passengers were delayed on a flight from London to San Francisco by a mouse who was looking to create an American tale. Rumors began to circulate as the cause of the delay, and some were worried a mouse could not enter U.S. airspace without the correct vetting and documentation. After a four-hour delay, the mouse was found. It was learned that he, along with his two brothers, suffer from sight issues, and it caused him to board the wrong plane. Airline officials escorted the mouse to his correct gate and placed him on a flight to Orlando. Mr. Mouse stated upon landing in Orlando that he was thankful he was placed on the correct flight as his cousin the gerbil told him the horrors he experienced in San Francisco. That's not only insane, but it's asylum. They're coming to take wow. me away, ha-ha. They're wow. coming to take me away, ho-ho. Edgy, I like it. <laughs> the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. I think Jonathan might have to explain that to David. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So how long have you been smoking, Bill? Uh, I've been smoking um, for quite some time now. I was kind of turned on to cigars when I was living in Miami. Uh, I lived in Miami for about nine years, but um, it was just like, it was something I kind of wanted to try, and uh, obviously I tried, uh, you know, I had a Macanudo was one of my first ones, Uh, the uh, Crystal Cafe, I believe Yeah, we all all start there, and then we realize there's better cigars. Yeah, (laughs) and then you kind of move on, Um, and it was uh, probably about two years ago I came into the shop, and... um, uh, my cousin was in the process of uh, getting engaged. She was going to get married, so I was going to buy a box of Macanudo cigars because, you know, all my friends love those. And uh, that's when Jess um, was nice enough to uh, turn me on to Diamond Crown. Um, so I started smoking those for a little bit, learned about the show, decided to, you know, come in here, you know, for two hours mm-hmm. every Saturday, every week, try to hopefully learn something. And uh, the only thing I've learned so far is to keep the lid end out of my mouth. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm convinced that our audience just comes because uh, we make them feel better about themselves. I don't know. I feel pretty good by myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Bill was brought up um, to host the Classic Three-Way. And this classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll f***ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Well, hopefully I don't screw this up. I mean, the wheels have been turning very well, and hopefully we don't go off the edge with uh, O'Doyle rules slipping on a banana peel on the road. So uh, here we go. Chuck was the champ Correct. last week. Yep. Barry was shut out Yes. for the first time. I have to obviously remind everybody of that. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. You. No problem. Thank you. Yep. All right. So, he, sarcasm. So, so here we go. Jessica Beal. Yes. 
We familiar? Actress. Actress. Yeah. Dated Derek Jeter for a while. Best known as Mary Camden on the TV Seventh Heaven. She also starred in uh, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry alongside comedians Adam Sandler and Kevin James. She married singer Justin Timberlake in 2012. Born yesterday. What year? Let me go with Chuck. All right. Written down, Barry. Yes. Written down. Yep. 1975. I'm going 73. Well, it's not your turn, sir. Sorry. Yeah, it's Barry. Come on. Go ahead, Well, I Barry. got 1980. 1980. 73. 73. And you know what? I don't have the bell. Uh, I was going to have the bell. Oh, whatever. Barry gets the point. What? What was the year? Uh, year is 1982. 82. I'm sorry. Oh. Good job, Barry. So Barry has won. All right. A uh, little bit of history. I know you guys are so strong with it. We're going to go with Alexander Graham Bell. Inventor. Telephone. Scientist, inventor, and uh, innovator known for patenting the first practical telephone. He also had a groundbreaking work in optical communications, hydrofoils, and aeronautics. Born yesterday. Go with Barry. 1872. 72. Go Derek. Go in 1812. Do you have it written down? Yep. Okay. We'll go with Chuck. 1801. 1801. We go with uh, Derek gets the point. Ooh, ooh. We got Bears, Barry with one, Derek with one, and Chuck. Come on, you're not doing a very good job. Uh, it's all right, it's still early. Where was, it's the, still where early. was the answer? Oh, I'm sorry, 1847. Not doing very good with uh, repeating the answers. That's okay. Here. All right, now we go with March 4th today. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Barry Stein. I'm <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. We're going to go with Draymond Green. No idea. Who? Anybody? Nothing. Derek? Not a clue. Basketball player. NBA forward who was drafted by the Golden State Warriors in 2012 and still currently plays for them. He helped the Warriors to win a record 73 wins in 2016, only to lose the championship to the Cleveland Cavaliers and become the first NBA team in NBA history to give up a 3-1 series lead in the final. Born today. We go with Derek. 1989. 89. Go Chuck. I'm doing math. Uh, 1990. 1990. Written down 1991. 1991. Chuck? Two points. Two points. Two pointer, baby. See what I just did there, Barry? Right back into the lead. See? Never give up. Continuing with today, we got Rick Perry. Anybody? No. Politician. Former governor of Texas who made a failed presidential run in 2012 and 2016. He is the longest continuously serving U.S. governor of Texas, Mm. winning three consecutive elections and is currently the nominee for Secretary of Energy. Born today. We'll go with Chuck. All right. Uh, doing math here. Um, written down. Lock me in for 1939. 39. Barry. 1952. 52. And Derek. 30. 30. I hate to say it, Chuck. Yes, sir. You get it with 39. It's 1950. Wow. Good Barry, job. you were close. You were close. So it's four to one to zero. Three. Got, I, three. I got three. Three to one to one. Stop cheating. Okay. Here. Stop cheating. I know you're trying to help me on this one, but yeah, you're not doing very good with the uh, the math. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, now we're going with tomorrow, March fifth. Eva Mendez. See what he did there? Oh. Yeah. I, I decided to kind what of move it around a you little bit. To, yeah, you know, you have to. Unfortunately, I'm trying to throw Barry off his game. You know, a little bit. Actress, Cuban American actress who gained mainstream recognition for movies such as Training Day, Too Fast, Too Furious, Hitch, and A Girl in Progress. Interesting fact, she sold hot dogs at a mall before catching her big break. I know Jonathan would probably like that very much. Uh, she is currently dating Ryan Gosling and has two children together. Born tomorrow. Uh, we go with Barry. 1980. 80. 
Derek. 1978. 78. 1974. 74. And we got two points for Chuck. Wow. See, see what happens, Barry, when you play legit? See, see I told you Chuck, how it's done. Chuck is running away with this one. So we got five to one to one. And we got the last one, Penn Gillette. Penn and Teller. It, yep, magician oh. who became part of the duo Penn and Teller. In 1974, he graduated from the Ringland Brother and Barnum and Bailey Clown College, where he was introduced to Teller by a mutual friend, born tomorrow. Who uh, we go with Derek. Sorry. 65. 65. Chuck. That is incorrect. It's 1945. 45. We got Barry. 1950. Barry with 1950, and Barry gets one point, but it's not enough. The answer is 1955. Oh. So Chuck wins with five, Barry with two, and Derek, you're number one. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> nice I'm job. cool with that. Really? As long as Barry didn't win, I'm fine. This Classic Day was brought to you by Classic Cigars. Buy a box of imported handmade premium classic cigars for about $3 per cigar. Available now at your favorite cigar shop. And please remember, if your shop does not carry classic cigars... Ask them why. <laughs> Good job. Unfortunately, Barry, yeah. see, this is what happens when the game is played legitimately. Ouch. You guys think I cheat. I do not cheat. <laughs> I know. I, I, we, I only cheated one time, <laughs> and we were all in cahoots that That's, one time. And, you know, it had to do with a listener, um, John Reiner. Yeah. We, we looked up when he was born, so we all you know, had the right answers. But that's the only time I've legitimately um, cheated. I think his name is pronounced John Rainier. Uh, he's French, so it could be. Rainier. John Rainier, yeah. So Jared Fraser writes, um, he submitted a question through the contact us on the cigarauthority.com, and he wrote that he received a new 150-count humidor for Christmas, and he was wondering what is the best choice for the latest offerings in humidification devices, hoping for something that is usable over and over. Thanks for all your help and everything you do at the Cigar Authority. And FSS, whatever FSS stands for. No clue. Or I'm thinking it, no it's, clue. it's Fock something something. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you recommend, Barry? For- well, if you're talking about reusable, um, you know, for 150 count humidor, you're going to want something bigger. Um, you know, there are, there are some companies out there that have. Um, the, the humidification gel jars. Yeah. Um, 150 count, you know, you probably would want to use two jars in two different corners of the humidor. Um, and you would fill that up with, you know, the proper uh, solution. Um, that would be your best bet for a, a reusable thing. Um, you definitely would not want to use one of the discs that have the green foam in it, you know, much like the old school um, florist, you know, the flowers used to come in. Um, that's going to break down over time. That's going to create, you know, even if you use a 70-70 solution, um, it's not going to hold the, the, the liquid long enough to keep it properly humidified. Uh, so my recommendation would be to go with um, two larger gel uh, uh, jars and keep that humidified at all times. Um, in the winter, I would definitely throw in a non-reusable um, you know, something like a, a Cigardian um, pack. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, it also depends where you live. You know, if you live in a warm climate, you're probably not going to need that. But here in New Hampshire, I would probably throw one of those there in the winter um, just to keep make sure you got the proper humidity and what have you. And uh, last night, um, Bill was at the uh, Big Poppy event. I was. And uh, you bought a box. You got to meet David Ortiz. Um, have you smoked one yet? 
uh, I, I've been trying to figure out if I'm going to open the box or not. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have smoked a cigar prior to that. Um, I tried one, and obviously that, that kind of influenced my decision to buy a box, and then also meeting David Ortiz was kind of cool, too. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's, um, it's uh, I mean, I'm not as a connoisseur as, say, you guys are with, like, you know, picking up notes and stuff like that, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was very good. And once again, a little bit of a shameless plug. Um, we do have signed... David Ortiz, Big Poppy Cigars. He was nice enough last night after the event to sign a few more boxes. They're available at twoguyscigars.com. Um, just leave a comment in the comment box. The Cigar Authority, Big Poppy, go Red Sox, go Yankees, and we'll be sure to throw in uh, one of those signatured uh, cigars. That's pretty cool. I mean, not only is it, a, you know, as far as memorabilia goes, a pretty historic signature to, to possess, you know, I mean, I was talking with someone here last night about, you know, if you were to have a New England Mount Rushmore of athletes, David Ortiz is on that mountain. So we have uh, Tom, Br- Tom Brady. Tom Brady, of He's course. There. Bobby Orr. Correct. And uh, Larry Bird. You got him. Or Bill Russell. Or, yeah, you know what? Russell yeah. has the championship. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. But Ortiz is unquestionably, in my opinion, um, on that mountain. You know, over mm-hmm. a Ted Williams, over a Kyle Uskremski, over a Jim Rice, over... You know, insert any Red Sox player here for he, what he's, he's accomplished. And he's like the Babe Ruth of today. Yeah. He re- I mean, absolutely. Yep. Oh, and real quick, uh, Urban Dictionary says FSS means effing super sweet. Ah, good. Yep. Good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Never heard of that. doesn't work for me. Never heard that before. I was going to say I learned something today. Well, I was just going to say, guys, <laughs> what, what did we learn on today's show? We've got a few minutes left here. That is my birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's Barry's birthday. It's my birthday. I learned that. It's my birthday. We learned what FSS S means. Stands for. Yes, yes. We learned that um, Willie is uh, not a great interview. <laughs> well, travels a lot. Yes, and I wanted. I, yeah, I wanted to ask him. Like, well, maybe we'll ask him off here. I don't want to put him on the spot, but um, about his day to day operations. But yeah, we we learned Poppy's a pretty cool guy um, with a great cigar. Again, Barry, you have that promotion going on. I'm not going to even go there, but I think you're safe. Yeah, I hope I'm safe. This might be the last show I ever do. <laughs> It'll definitely be the last show I ever host because this was a train wreck. No, no, not at all. So, but, you know, you're always your own worst um, judge, I guess, your worst critic. Yes. Um, earlier this week, I got to fill in on um, our sister podcast, The Ash Holes, with uh, Derek and Pastor Dan. Yeah. Uh, they're on every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And uh, what are you going to be spoken this week on the show, We Derek? are going to be taking a look at the Asylum Ogre Lancero. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a barber pole using Habano and Candela wrappers. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I like I like small ring gauge cigars. How so small is that, the Lancero? It's a 38 wow. ring. Yeah, 30, 7 by 38. Okay. Yep, right around that. Have you had it before? Uh, not that one, no. Okay. No, so it's, uh, you know, all Nicaraguan, so I'm real interested in that. Awesome. I'm a big fan of Nicaraguan cigars, so. Billy, you remember the care package? Yes, I am. When did you become a member? Recently or from the initial get-go? Uh, recently. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a listener of the show uh, when the first go-around happened. Got did um, you have so any favorites from last month? I don't know. You have to remind me what happened last month. <laughs> I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast. So. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, they're, they're all good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a phenomenal deal. And um, it's, I didn't find one that... Um, uh, I didn't like. What was the one from Nestor Miranda? Uh, I'm sorry, um, Nelson Alfonso. Well, that was in December. We had the Byron in there. 
Yeah, okay. I wasn't a part of that. I kind of wish I was. So I'll make it easier for you instead of limiting you to four cigars that none of us can remember. <laughs> which, well, which one of your go-to cigars? Uh, actually, honestly, after the Perdomo trip that um, Dave and Jonathan went on, I've been um, kind of swinging towards the uh, the bourbon barrel-aged nice. ones that you got over there. I tried a Connecticut at first because I was kind of going through like a little bit of a mild mm-hmm. kind of stage. I was kind of like, mm-hmm. eh, let me stay away from the full stuff for a little bit. But um, now, I'm, now I'm kind of buying the uh, the sun grown. I, I really enjoy it. It's a it's good smoke. It's well well instructed. It's yeah. very smooth. Have you tried their champagne? Uh, no, I have not yet. Try that. I think you'd like that. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, because right. you mentioned Diamond Crown earlier as well, so it's kind of yeah. I, on, on the bourbon barrel. I find myself bouncing back and forth between the sun grown and Maduro. Uh, but if you haven't gone to the CigarAuthority.com, Jonathan actually had a three part series uh, about his trip to Perdomo, which was totally off the chain. And he's going to write something when he returns from Cuba. Um, they're actually in Miami now. They could actually be listening to this on Facebook. I Great. Hope, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but I know Jonathan does plan to write something about their trip to the Habanos Festival. And uh, we'll be sure to hear about that next week as well. So be sure to tune into the CigarAuthority.com to read what he has to say. And tune in next week at the United Cigar Radio Network to hear what they thought of their trip to Cuba. With David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan returning next week, things might go back to normal, but will there be controversy? We might smoke some Cuban cigars. Stay tuned next week. Same cigar time, same cigar channel. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing more in the past two hours, learn this. Just keep the lit end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie